Welcome to the Burnout Recovery Podcast, a guiding resource dedicated to healthcare professionals on their journey to overcoming burnout. Spearheaded by Dr. Joe Braid, a certified professional coach and rehabilitation physician. This podcast offers practical strategies through expert interviews and personal resilience stories, providing invaluable tools for navigating professional challenges while prioritizing well-being. Regardless of your role in healthcare, this podcast acknowledges the toll of your work on your overall health and is committed to supporting your recovery from burnout and fostering a fulfilling, sustainable career. So if you're ready to begin a transformative journey, join us for each new episode. Together, we'll navigate challenges, celebrate successes, and build a supportive community of healthcare professionals. Hello and welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. How are you going today? It's great to have you here and thank you so much for your ongoing support. Today is episode number 53 and it is also the 1st of November. So we are two months before the year is out. Today I wanted to share with you five tips so you can stay cool towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's a cover for burnout prevention tips, you know. So I'm actually in Arizona this week at the fourth Physician Coaching Summit, which I'm really excited to be a part of this year, presenting on clinical entrepreneurship. However, I've got this important podcast prepped for you before I leave so you can have a smoother sail in towards the end of the year by using one or all of these five tips I've got for you. I've got a mnemonic stars to keep kind of thematic with the end of year thing. And the first module or the first tip I've got for you is self-care. So start with your self-care early. I really encourage you to prioritize this. You know, so often, so many others seem to be higher up on our priority list than ourselves. How would it look if you prioritized some regular self-care for yourself either every day or on an every week basis for the remaining eight or so weeks of the year. How might this look for you? Would it be relaxation? Would it be movement? Would it be quality sleep? And how can that self-care be brought into your day on a regular basis like a habit? Okay. There's no one size that fits all for people in self-care and that's why this work really involves um, what works for you. The main pillars that I talk about in self-care are physical, emotional, mental, professional, and spiritual. So what is working for you in each section and maybe what needs to be topped up in one or more sections? And part of uh, self-care can also be bringing kindness to your everyday and um, how can you start with that kindness starting with you? That's working on the inner critic versus the inner champion. How can you love on yourself? Can How can you have that um, support for yourself? And then the ripple effect onto others will flow from when it starts with you. Section two is time management. So how can you have effective time management in the last uh, couple of months of this year? What are realistic expectations for your work and your personal commitment? Time management can be built onto that self-care habit that you want to include on the regular. How can you create a schedule that allows you to fulfill your responsibilities without overextending yourself? 
I would add that making decisions ahead of time is so helpful in time management. So once you're clear on what the uh, tasks are or things are that are important to you, you've decided what they are, then make that decision to pop them in your calendar. Like that's so important that it, you can see it coming up in your calendar. How can you make it easier to make a decision? I often think that overwhelm is a result of decision fatigue. There are so many things in my brain. There are so many things to do. I don't know when I'm going to get them all done. So if you can decide when three or five of them are going to get done, that overwhelm can decrease. What do you a clear yes to or a no to in the weeks before the end of the year? Procrastination and people-pleasing can impact on our time management styles. What are you putting off and why is that? Is it the anticipation of an uncomfortable feeling while doing it? And where are you saying yes to someone else and no to yourself? And why is that happening? I'm sharing these questions with you to get to know yourself better and why you do the things you do and the things you don't do. Part three. Awareness of stress. So let's focus on mindfulness and stress reduction here. What are some of these uh, strategies for yourself? Are they meditation, mindfulness, having your hot drink outside in the morning, deep breathing exercises, maybe journaling? Maybe you have a gratitude practice. And having your stress management techniques can be uh, really important for the inevitable stress that can arise during the holiday season. Movement might work for you as well. You know, laughter, crying, connecting with somebody else. These can all be different ways to discharge that stress from your body that we know can build up uh, on a daily basis. Are you aware of where your mental energy, time and money goes? These are different currencies in life that I've talked about before. What increases, what decreases your stress? Starting with awareness is a foundation of deciding what to do next. How is your sleep? So reflecting on one area to start with can reduce the overwhelm. How about a morning gratitude practice? And you start the day from resourcefulness, celebrating your wins. And how about at a party there can be? different dynamics, different personalities. Maybe it feels a bit stressful uh, with some discussions over a meal. How about heading to the backyard for a game of backyard cricket? That could be a great way of connecting with movement and de-stressing as well. Uh, certainly backyard cricket is not something we ever did in the UK. In the wintry Christmases I had growing up there, it was much more indoor board games while toasting chestnuts on the fire. Fourthly, how about setting boundaries? Yeah, now you'll see that with my mnemonic of stars, the R is the R in boundaries. So there's a real importance in setting clear boundaries, both at work and at home. Um, it's great to review when you're asked for an extra shift. Look, can I really take this on? Have I got the energy to take this on? Have I got the support maybe for my family for me to be at work for another shift. What are the non-essential commitments that you could actually say no to? And how do you want to communicate your boundaries effectively to colleagues and loved ones? So boundaries can really tie back into that part one with uh, self-care. So 
When does work really finish for you? Does work encroach on home and do you want to bring some boundary around that so that there really is a line where you know that work has finished and you're in home life and you're more present with those around you? And how about um, those things that are really important to you that you need to do tomorrow? How does it help you by maybe writing a list today so those decisions are made and you're less likely to get sidetracked tomorrow? Another boundary I like to talk about is when is a task done to a good enough level? You know, the people I work with often have very high expectations for themselves and they will keep working at something so that it's as close to perfectly done. And knowing when something is good enough for yourself can be a really helpful boundary for you. So if you decide beforehand when it is done, whether that's a work task, whether that's setting up your home to welcome guests, whether that's how the backyard looks or maybe how you're presenting yourself, when it's good enough, you can stop doing more so you can connect with someone, maybe sit down and take a pause or dance around to a Christmas jingle or whatever. So finally, the last one is to seek support or delegate some of your tasks. It's it's sometimes when we're reluctant to ask for help, whether that is to share the load of what we have or that we need somebody to talk to. Uh, there can be a lot of stigma around that in healthcare, and I really want to encourage you to reach out if you need to reach out to a colleague, a friend, or a family member. When you look at your to-do list, what can you delete, delegate, delay, or do? And I really want you to know that asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. It's one of the first steps I talk about in burnout recovery, and uh, I want you to consider who is a person you would go to and ask for help, who's a listening ear, who's someone you trust and can confide in. I think we all need somebody we can talk to as it's part of our human experience being connected and heard. There are phone numbers available here in Australia that you can call for support while remaining anonymous, including Lifeline, Beyond Blue Support Service, and 13 Yarn. So there you go. I've gone through five tips to keep your cool this festive season. We've got starting with self-care early, time management, awareness of stress, setting boundaries, and delegating and seeking support. Which one do you want to start with? I suggest you pick one out and test it out for yourself. Maybe you could even share this list with someone else. As this year is closing out, I want to offer you a tailored burnout prevention session with me before we wrap up. If you want to get clear on what your current challenges are, where you want to be, and what the obstacles are in the way, I have an offering where it's a 45-minute one-off session with me where you will leave with a plan and a strategy for yourself to have agency to get through the rest of the year. If you're interested to find out more, head to my website, drjoebraid.com and to my work with me page. That's all for today. Have a great rest of your week. I'll catch up with you soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If there's someone in your world who would also benefit from this, please share it with them. Remember, you are not alone and there is hope for a brighter, more fulfilling future. Let's continue this journey together one episode at a time. For more resources, including how to move from dread to delight, head to drjoebraid.com.